Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I dare you. I dare anyone out there to try and set it up. Go for it. It also sounds like he's calling from prison. It's a nightmare. <laughs> Why? This thing is so F, dude. Whatever. And Katie doesn't even have the sound effects to bleep me out. Garbage. Garbage. It's our show. We do what oh we want, man. God. Don't even worry. Are we going? What are we doing? Oh, we're rolling. It's the Take 12 Podcast, everybody. Welcome to the show. Take 12. If you want to run uncut, unapologetic from the club, and no politics in this club, just dirt from the streets and the creeks in the mud. Take 12. Best podcast for the Seahawks, number one sports talk, yeah, we got it on live. Take 12. Every episode, 12 hot takes, and we repping for Seattle, my place. Take 12. Here. I'm here. Wiener Schnitzel is there. Two locations in Western Washington. Go in, let them know the Take 12 podcast that you get a free hot dog with any other purchase at Wiener Schnitzel. Welcome to the show, everybody. Lofa, I'm I'm not only pissed off about the technology around the podcast, I'm pissed off about our team. People online are pissed off about our team. The Twitter is going off. Uh, people want Michael Penix now. They want they want anyone else now. I don't know. Like people are mad about everything. They're mad about the quarterback play. They're mad about the time management at the end. The Drew Locke supporters don't know what to do because we saw him play. The Gino. I mean, it's all over the place, buddy. What, what's going on with this team? Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. Injuries. Adjustments in the second half. Um, or or lack thereof. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, we we lost. Kenneth Walker. I mean, and you saw how much he mean to the game in this offense when he was healthy. Yeah. Um, he had the oblique strain. Not sure if he's going to make it this week. Um, but Charbonnet came in and we stuck to the plan mm-hmm. and we had success. And he had 10 carries in the first half alone. Brett, how many? If a guy has 10 carries, 30, 40 yards, how many do you think he's getting? In the second half. I mean, at least 10 more. Why not? He got four. Oh, my God. So, it's – and, okay, and then you factor in that Gino got hurt with the tricep or elbow, whatever injury yep. it is, and Drew Locke comes in cold. No reps, you know, just, hey, get in there. That's that's the, the, the job of, you know, being the backup. And with a nine-point lead – we proceed to just come out throwing. Yeah. I think we maybe maybe got one handoff in there in his time in there. And I don't understand with a nine point lead, why not lean on Charbonnet and, and keep things going on? Lofa, sometimes our audience or sorry, not our audience. Our, I love our audience. Sometimes our offense reminds me of that scene in Princess Bride where the guy is trying to outsmart uh, you know, <laughs> but he and he keeps spinning the wine table around, and he's like, "But if you think that I'm going to do that, then that means that I'm going to do something else. But then you know that I'm going to do something else, and it's like, <laughs> so we 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 trot Drew Locke out there, and, and you got to figure the Rams are going to oh they're going to have to run it now that their back was coming out. We say no, they know we're going to run it, so we'll try to throw it. And then, so it, and we just need a plan, and we need to stick to it no 
matter what that plan is and no matter who it is. I mean, oh, my God. Run the ball. Uh, play defense. And then, well, see, okay, we got to get specific here and start in on one because I almost just started talking about the refs. And if I do that, we'll be here all day and never even really get going on it. We're going there, so, too. Well, we will. But, I mean, just <laughs> so offensively, I mean, you know, Zach Charbonnet, he ends up with the 15 total carries for 47. Yuck. Uh, Kenneth Walker, four for 18, but then got hurt. Uh, Gino, he's 233 for a touch, no picks, but, but the injury, Drew Locke comes in, he's ineffective. And for all the Drew Locke apologists that are saying, you know, oh, he comes in cold off the bench, and, and not that you were doing that, but that's what people are doing online. Look, you're a backup quarterback. you got to be ready to go. Tom Brady came in off the bench, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's, it's, it's a tough job. Yeah. And, uh, and he didn't like, I will give him this credit. He didn't have the game plan or the reps all week of, but I didn't have any problem with how he played that throw. It just underthrown. Lockett had a step on the guy. I was the right read. It was, it was, I thought I was like, okay, we're going for it. And I love that out of him, but the bootleg got a guy wide open in the flats and you get it deflected by a little DB like that. That was the one I had issue with, and even probably more so, like, just calling the boot. Not a bad decision, but, like, we run the ball just to just to help help tick time off the clock and, you know, and just make them have to throw it because now they get the ball back, and what did they do? They just ran the ball. Yeah. It was the, you know, like, I've even been critical of McVay at times. He just can't help himself. He just – when he has victory – he, he he wrestles the jaws of victory with defeat, and you know he just wants to air it out in in times that it's like okay you're averaging five six yards a carry. But credit to him, he stuck with it. Royce Freeman made some nice runs. They made enough blocks to to, to spring him free on a couple of runs, and they got the job done. And and then they walked out of there with the victory. Yeah, that you know it was we had that game. Oh, we had that game, man. And I didn't have us, I mean, I didn't have us losing both games to the Rams this, Rams this year. That's for sure. Especially after the way that first game Sweat. went. I, I figured, you know, we'd want to come back in there and, and, and show them what's up. But I mean, just, yeah, ridiculous. Um, the, the, the whole thing, uh, sorry, my computer is glitching out on me. I, the, man, this whole thing is just very frustrating. Cause when you look back through the schedule, I was trying to, I was trying to go back through our schedule a little bit and into the past a little bit, because, you know, we're six and four, your record is what you say you are. However, even some of those wins, we, we squeaked out the end. The Cleveland one comes to mind. I mean, you know, the record for all teams, I think can always be sort of the other way or, you know, you have to win the close ones. Yeah. Wins are wins, but those wins could easily be losses. And I'm just, it leaves me wondering after this last week, and I think a lot of Seahawks fans wondering, well, but like, how good is this team anyway? Or how bad is this team? Because we just don't get any sort of consistency. And I just don't think you know sort of who yeah. this team is at all. You can't really hang your hat on anything. Well, I mean, that's it. You say consistency. Yeah. Um, especially at this time of the season when teams are making a playoff push and you have to be playing your best ball. Uh, we're just not. And this game was eerily similar to the first game. We go into halftime with the lead. Um, the the Rams got nothing going on offense except for that last drive they put together, which what they do? They ran the ball uh, to set up play action and, and a couple throws for Stafford. Um, 
it's very hard to get wins in this league. Yeah. I don't care what the record of the opponent is. Um, just being a former player, I know how hard it is down in and down out to stay consistent. But I think where we can point to in, speed, in terms of consistency, the one area we've been consistent is being penalized. Yeah. Well, we could go there in a second. I just I, I got my computer to work here. I mean, you know, we, we saw the first game of the year against the Rams. We know what happened there. We went in and we took care of business in Detroit. I mean, that was a great win, just a solid, you know, that that's the team you want to see. We take it to Carolina the next week. That's sort of expected there. We whoop up on the Giants on the road. That was awesome to see, but the Giants are what the Giants are. But then it's this stretch where we lose to the, the Bengals, which it doesn't, you know, Burroughs hurt, but it doesn't look like the Bengals are what the Bengals were going to be. We beat the Cardinals, which is what you should do. And then there's that, the, the Browns one was the four-point win at the end. Glad to have it, but, you know, you can't say lucky, but, like, that's just one of those that, like, ugh, we squeaked that one out. But then the 3-37 to against the the Ravens, the the uh, the Commanders one, we got that one at the last second again. So it's similar to the Browns one, and then you have this thing against the Rams. So this last four-game stretch, even with the, the two wins in there, I think that's why fans and I feel the way that we yeah, it's tough. And, I mean, those games could have easily went mm-hmm. the other way. And imagine how you'd be feeling Yeah, that. oh, boy. But found a way to do it, you know, um, get it done. Yeah. And it just it didn't – we didn't make the kick at the end. And I, I don't think we did Myers any favor. Shout out to Myers. He's been playing his ass yeah. off for the last few weeks. Um, five or five – special team player of the week last week. But I think – after DK's big catch, there was still maybe 30 or 40 seconds on the clock. And then I think we hand it off just to try to get anything, you know, four or five yards, make it that shorter of a kick. But that's an opportunity where I'd like to see them go downfield with the ball. Like, make it a, make it a chip shot. Because when you go back and look at it, at the, at the kick, it looked like Myers' fall started mm. on the first when he got, when he got iced. Um, I'll go back and get the video of it if you, if you want to see it. But uh, I had a bunch of people text me like, "Did did we fall start there?" And I thought we did, which would have pushed it back five more yards. Well, did, but um, so and well, I was gonna, well, no, go keep going, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, and so you know, I just that was, I don't know, like McNeil likes to say, a bad omen. Yeah. In my yeah. mind, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, are we ready for this? And um, and then you know, we we get iced, and then come back with the opportunity and just pushes it right. And I don't even know if it had enough leg on it. Um, if it, if it was, yeah, it was a weird Um, looking, it kind of, it went left, it went right. It was kind of fluttering around up there. And, um, I mean, is it windy in that stadium? (laughs) It was, it was crazy windy this weekend. And yes, it was windy in the stadium. Weird. Okay. Cause that's what I was wondering what was happening with the ball. The ball did move. But it was remarkably, like it doesn't normally, it's not windy in California. It was really windy. Producer Katie was on the scene in the stadium and, and SoFi has that roof, but then the ends are open air. So oh, it, yeah. it almost the stadium is almost yeah. like it just has like a canopy over the top of it, basically. So if it was windy and it's whipping in through the sides like that, um, I could see maybe yep. that affecting it. But and he was and he was blowing and he was kicking towards where the wind was coming. Interesting. From. Okay. Well, you know. Yeah, because he has the leg to go sixty plus. Absolutely, yeah. and they they so, showed him pregame. Yeah. He was making them from from further than that kick ultimately was at the end, but. My problem, and I think where a lot of fans have a big problem, is the sequence that leads up to the kick, which is, you know, Gino completes the pass to DK. That's great. We have no timeouts. We run down. 
And Lofa, the Seahawks, and in this instance, isn't the only time I've been watching teams do this for the last couple of years, honestly. The end game clock management across the board in the NFL is just strange. And as a guy who plays Madden avidly, I can tell you that I'm reaching for the timeout button. I'm reaching for the clock at play button on my couch. I'm like trying to hold down square or whatever it is and get my team up there to run it and spike it. And teams don't like spiking the ball. Lofa, and we've talked about it on this show. We've been doing this show for years now. It's almost like a lost art. Like they just don't really do it. Gino said after the game that the comms were messed up in his helmet. And that's the only time that that happened during the game. Now we are on the road in LA and McNeil McNasty can fire up the conspiracy machine because I don't think this is the first time the Seahawks comms have gone down in L.A. before against the Rams. I'm pretty sure it's happened before. And he said it's the only time it happened. It happened right after D.K. caught the ball. They had no communication, or at least he didn't get the play call from Waldron. And so the only play he could think to run was that run to Charbonnet. So he did. He thought he'd get some yards on it. But with the comms down, that's where I ask, why not just spike the ball then? Just spike the ball and run yeah. over to the sideline and talk to the guy face to face or or whatever or talk to Pete or whatever. Um, yeah. So that's that's worrisome right there that they just didn't spike it, get set up, try to get some more yards with the guy because when Myers came in, man, I have to admit, you know, I I just sat back on the couch. And I was like, there's no way he's making this one. I don't know. It just felt you could just feel it coming, you know. And they, they, the way that they took the lead, the way that we couldn't do anything, it just as a as a football fan of so many years, I could just feel what was about to happen. And of course that's what happened. And I, as a guy who likes to blame Myers, I don't even, I don't put this one on Myers. It shouldn't have been that long for him. And you know, I, whatever, Katie, Katie lets him off the hook with the win. So, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, yeah I, I saw it as I had no, you know, nerves or, or bad thoughts when he, when he trotted out there for the kick. Uh, Cause he made one yeah. last week, you know, and I thought, okay, he's just going to go on a streak now. And, uh, didn't know about the win, didn't know about the communication because that, that obviously was the breakdown in our sequences of plays um, right before it. So, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but yeah, we right there would love to see them clock it, take another shot either at the sideline or or in the middle of the field, and then you still have time to, to you know, spike clock it, it, which again. we did yeah. Uh, after. Yeah, and, and then – it's a much more manageable kid. Yeah, Pete Carroll, man, I, I love Pete to death. I mean, he's been here forever. Can't say enough. I don't need to do all the sort of prerequisites. I mean, we, we love him. But end of the game and clock management sometimes just gets a little squirrely. And you tell us, and we see Pete um, in videos and in, in the locker room afterwards, like he loves the close games. He loves when it comes down to the end like that. I mean, the one against um, the commanders, I think his his speech in the locker room was just like, talk about how much he just loves close games and that's great Pete I mean I would like a 10 point going away victory every once in a while and you know the sort of proper sequence at the end but that's that's just me no yeah you want to blow every you want to blow every team out you know you want it to be a, a wide margin of victory but what he loves about it is just building that that belief yeah. that no matter how shitty it is there's a there's a will to win and a way to win and and find a way to win and that's what the good teams do especially November and December and into the playoffs so that's really why he loves it uh, but no he would love to beat everybody by you know 10 15 
points. Please. Well, I just think for a guy who loves the close situations, I don't know why we mismanage sort of the timeouts and the clock and this sort of stuff as sort of seemingly often as we do in losses. Of course, when it's a win, it's all good and we can forget about it. But when it's a loss, it, it it's easy to sort of dissect and pick everything apart. I think on the defensive side of the ball, man, like we only gave up 16 points. I'm sure you're going to tell me that the defense played great, except for, of course, uh, one drive at the end. Absolutely, they were they were great. Um, penalties, they. I mean, I know. We're no, I know. I'm it, trying to. I'm trying to stick up for the defense can't, first. Can't. Yeah, you can't can't bring it up without talking about defense. Uh, hands to the face, pass interference. That was 47 yards. Um, you know that's and to Julian Love's credit, you're the guy's beat. He's beat you. He's he's passed you by Which 45 one is this? yards. You have to catch oh, the, up. The this is the 47 yarder. You know. Yeah. Um, he caught all the way up. You got to get your. You get to the man. You you earn the right to make an interception because if he does turn his head, that ball's thrown to him. That's how bad that ball yeah. is thrown. The um, I think it was Tutu Atwell was waiting on it. Julian caught up and just got there early, right? And because it's it's purely a panic mode situation. Um, that oh my god, I'm beat. I just can't give up this this catch because if you don't make that tackle, it's a touchdown. So. That's what's going through a player's mind. He runs up, though. You get to the guy. Now you look back and locate. And, um, you know, and if he does that, we have an interception. Uh, Woolen, another hands to the face. I mean, he's a tall corner. He's got to drop his pads when these receivers drop their yeah. pads um, to, make a, to make a juke move or a cut. Because once they lower their mass, their center of mass, that's where the helmet is, right where the chest was. And so – um, that's just, you know, we, we gotta be disciplined there. And then spoons pass interference. I've watched that thing like five um, times and I still haven't yeah, seen. Puka tripped yeah. off over himself basically or over Quandre Diggs. Yeah. He tripped. I mean, there's something, there's something, there's something before sort of that <clears throat> action with spoon that I think is what the, ultimately had the penalty. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, that gives them first down, you know, at the, the one or the two, mm. cause it's in the end zone. So it's just. Um, they they played their ass off. Um, I, I, just the run game in the second half, um, you know, and it wasn't just the same run. So that's what's kind of alarming. As I texted you, I was like, all right, yeah, the run, game. you know, like they maybe we weren't expecting them because they were playing, you know, from a two score deficit, but they came out and did it. And I think that's what is most concerning going forward, as we see like the Niners who had a lot of rushing yards against us last year. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles, the Cowboys, who like to run to set up the pass. We have a real test coming up. Um, I don't know that we've seen any teams like this in the first uh, part of the season. Oh, yeah, man. No, this this week is 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 going to be tough for sure. I wanted to – so, but, okay, we're not going to change the refereeing in the NFL, you and I. Like, we don't sit in those rooms. We're not on the competition committee, all of the above. The rules are set the way this, they're set, and the players have to play under them. We understand that. But it is complete bullshit. I mean, just sitting on your couch, it's complete <laughs> bullshit. I, get the bleep button ready, whatever kind of shit you want to say it is. I mean, Lofa, what happened to the 5-yard, 10-yard, 15-yard face mask penalty? The 5-yard wouldn't be a first down in most situations. It shouldn't be an automatic first down when you reach up and – you know, nick a guy's face mask. Give me a break. They're wearing pads. I mean, these these are penalties that wouldn't even be fouls in the NBA, and they're calling them in the NFL, a physical, you know, contact sport. I mean, 
the, the fact that we watch football now as viewers and after every play we look at the bottom corner of the screen for a flag is pathetic. It's not a sport. It's not a sport. The, the, the referees get yeah. more more screen time than some of the players. It's, it's just not it's not the kind of sport that I want to watch like in, in that way. It's, it's the game is different than it's ever been. And like I said, it's different for everybody. So we have to adjust. But the product and the way that we watch it has completely changed. And I don't know if it's for the better. I mean, I, I like physical play. I, you know, if a guy gets his hands to a face, but the receiver still gets that release and it was on the other side of the field and the ball didn't even go there. And I mean, can we talk about spirit of the game at a certain point when we're talking about rules? What's with the spirit? Where is the spirit of the game when it comes to interpreting these rules and, and making these rules in the first place? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, a holding call could be called every play. Totally. Every play if you wanted to. But if it doesn't affect the play, even watch one last night in the Monday night game, guy was on the opposite side getting held. The guys on the front side didn't even have a chance to make the play. And it was like a 15-yard run. So if it didn't really affect the play, like keep that flag in the pocket. And I just, you know, it's crazy though, because I I had to go back and look. And I think we have been one of the most penalized teams in all of football, you know, under Pete's watch. And even when we won the Super Bowl in 2013 and then went back to Super Bowl 14, we led the league in penalties. Mm. And so we have to find a way to fix that because I don't know if we're more scrutinized because of our physical brand of plan or what it is. But even when I was coaching, we were, we were like, why do we keep getting called for all these penalties? Mm. Um, so it's something that we have to get fixed. Otherwise, I don't know if we have the talent that we did in 13 and 14 to to make a a deep playoff run if we don't get this thing fixed. But I will say to this, we had 12 penalties, however many yards, 130. They had nine for 92. So refs, they they didn't let them get away with a whole lot more. Yeah, well, okay, but let's wave a magic wand and you're commissioner of the league. What, what What do we do about this kind of thing? Because the ratings are always going to be up. The money is always there for the NFL. They print money. So it's not like they have to make a change because their they're, they're like actual product is hurting or that people are turning the TV off or anything. But just like it's not great, man. I mean, like you watch the Monday Night Game, that uh, the, the, the roughing the passer, Fletcher Cox to Mahomes towards the end of the game. I mean, you can't push a guy down anymore. Or whatever, or and it, and it depends on who the quarterback is. It depends on who the referee is. I mean, so so Lova, you're commissioner of the league. You got all the player safety concerns and all the things that they have to deal with. But then, like you got these referees and you got these penalties deciding the outcomes of games, or possibly deciding the outcomes of games. You got frustrated fans. Like how do how do you fix it in a game that is what football is? It's physical. We want it to be physical. Yeah, I don't think we have full-time officials yet. Mm. And that's kind of crazy for a several billion dollar industry to not have a very integral part of your company <laughs> full-time employees. Mm. So I'll have McNasty check, uh, you know, see if that's changed. But for the longest we haven't. So I, I don't, don't think, I don't think do. those guys are full-time. Yeah. So that's one place to start. Um, but other, like, it's just, yeah, even Kareem Jackson, the poor kid. Uh he got suspended six games for like three hits. This is a, a Bronco. And then he comes back. First, yeah, a Bronco player. The Bronco safety, had yeah. a bunch of hard hits, but now they're sort of they're suspending him. And almost he's being labeled almost like a dirty player. 
they they just suspended him another four games. That just came down uh, yesterday. And the hit that he had was a football hit, and he hit him in the chest. Did he leave with the crown? Yeah, he did. Okay. He hit the guy in the chest and forced a fumble that changed the outcome of the game. We're talking about critical plays here. It's I, I see all these safeties pulling up on the, the deep throw down the sideline because they're not sure what they to, don't do. Know what to do. Yeah. And like now, now you just have to let the guy catch it because if you hit him, first of all, 15 yards tacked on. If he catches it, you get you get like a 70 yard <laughs> play now instead of a 50, 55 yard play. Uh so change in field position. But then also you get ready for that FedEx bond, man. It's coming yeah. in your locker. That'll be sitting there, you know, waiting for you. And like, it's like 50 every time it goes up, it multiplies, you know. Uh, well, and, and I'm still saying, I want to know where those fines go. Cause to me, they should go to the alumni association or former players or guys dealing with health stuff after they played guys who took the hard hits for all those years that weren't legislated out of the game take all the fines that they're racking up now and give it back to those guys or so I don't, you know, something. I hope they do something useful with those fines because I don't know where they go. <clears throat> yeah, man, I don't know. I think, you know, I find myself just sitting on the couch, late game situations, yelling, throw it deep and tell the receiver to fight back for the ball. I mean, that's like one of the best plays in football right now. You know, why catch it clean? It's very underutilized. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a mess. It's a mess. I, I, it, I find it. It's just because it's not just for the Seahawks game. It's when I watch the other games, too. I mean, I find myself, you know, I don't know, rooting for these other teams and players in a way that I shouldn't just because the penalties are going in a way that it's it's like I'm rooting against the refs when I watch these other games. It's strange. I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, okay. so we're doing one episode this week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It's Thanksgiving week. We have a very special Thanksgiving episode coming out a little later in the week, but we pre-recorded it. So let's talk a little bit of some Niners because they're coming up Thursday, primetime, Thanksgiving night, big time game. We played the Niners on Thanksgiving night before, and this is another big one. I mean, we're six and four. They're obviously on top of the division where we want to be, and we got to take it to them. So, I mean, what do we got in store for the Niners, Lofa? How are we going to stop their run game? I mean, we got to commit eight to the box. And, I mean, that means you're going single coverage outside with with Ayuk and uh, Debo and Kittle, which, you know, but we do have the guys to match up with those guys. And I think the most concerning guy is McCaffrey, you know, yeah. not just running the ball, but a simple check down, he can take, you know, 30, 40 yards in the blink of an eye. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they thrashed the Jaguars coming off that bye week. Uh, to get out of their slump. They uh, beat the Bucks pretty handily. I think Purdy had a perfect passer rating first time since Joe Montana did it. Yeah, it's a pretty good company. Yeah. Um, just incredibly efficient. He was 21 to 25. Um, you know, they find a way to get these guys open, which isn't hard when you got all these stars and, and you have to, you can only commit like the single coverage because you got McCaffrey in that run game to worry about. So um, a number of problems they they present on offense. I just think defensively, not even worrying about Purdy and getting after him in terms of like making him uncomfortable. The guy, he's been pretty poised back there, but I think stopping the run will give him the biggest issue. So we do that, then you earn the right to pass rush him, but it won't happen unless we get turnovers. I, I, we need at least three or more turnovers to, to win this game. Oh, absolutely. Actually, check that. Check that. To be in this game, we need three turnovers. <laughs> 
to win this might be four or five. Wow. I'm, I'm dead serious when I say that. When I say that, psh, that's what's going to Wow. Take. And then, well, and then this stretch too, you know, uh, we got the Niners, like, so that's obviously going to be a tough game. We got the Cowboys after that, then the Niners again. How's that for yeah. NFL schedule? Maybe. Fucking brutal, man. This <laughs> murderous row, man. But you, you got to take it one game at a time. This, this game alone right here is what will set the tempo for the rest of the season. Yeah. Because, right, six or seven games left, whatever it is, don't look ahead. Get this win however you can. And and field goals aren't going to beat this team. They, they, they're too strong on offense, so we have to convert in the red zone offensively. Uh, don't think Walker's going to play. Haven't heard the final on Geno. It looks like he might try to go. Uh, but Charbonnet, man, I lean on him. I mean, he runs physical downhill the way we want. It's very rare to see a tackle for loss on him, which, you know, so even if it's a one or two yard gain, that puts us ahead of the sticks, the, the, the yard, the yard markers. And now we can still call a normal game. We don't have to worry about a super far downfield play, you know, cause we're second and 15, second and 18. Those are horrible situations you want to be, you don't want to be. Yeah. In. So, um, to find our rhythm, we have to lean on Charbonnet and the quick passing game and just get whatever we can. Cause we have the athletes too, that can, you know, take a, a short pass and, and go 15, 20 yards, uh, themselves. Well, if you get through the Niners, Cowboys, then the Niners again, waiting for you on the other side, has the Eagles. So this, these four games, ah. yeah, these four games, man. But you know, like you just said, I mean, these are also four games. If you go handle your business, if you go turn it up, if you go whatever you want to say after these four games, it's where the, the whole country and all the media and everyone's looking at you going, wow, look at the Seahawks and where they came from. Because, I mean, dude, have we ever played this, the Niners twice in three weeks? This is sort of unprecedented territory here. And I'm, I'm, sure, I'm excited to see how we handle it. Um, but I'm also nervous, too. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you win a couple of these. The confidence is there. Yeah. To, to go out and play anybody, Absolutely. you know? And so, so just take it one game at a time, one snap at a time, but we, they, I know hurts preaching, Hey, rip that ball from that, you know, ball carrier, any chance you get, um, it has to be a point of emphasis for this game and going forward just to give our offense more opportunities. Okay. Uh, we got tickets for that game, everybody, by the way, if you want to go to the right producer, Kate, where's producer Katie for me? Yeah. Right. Where's Kane? Right, we have tickets, don't we? To the to the Thanksgiving game? We got tickets. Oh yeah, we got tickets. Yep. Epic yeah. Seats. Come on, give it to us. Epic Seats is uh generously giving away tickets to every single home game this season. You've seen Lofa's quote. You saw him put that wig on. If you want Lofa to be blonde, like that. <laughs> Uh, oh, maybe we need an awkward quote in there sometime, Lofa. Uh, you got to be sure to follow Epic Seats and follow the Take 12 podcast. We select a winner uh, from whoever guesses the movie quote correctly, and uh, the winner is going to be announced later today. So uh, we don't have that yet, but Epic Seats, everybody. Stay tuned. Uh, if, you are buying or, if you are buying or selling tickets, you get $12. If Wow, I need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you're buying tickets use epic seats if you mention the take 12 podcast you will get 12 dollars 
off, 12% off of your purchase. And if you are selling your tickets, you get a $12 bonus for every single ticket that you sell. So for some reason, if you want to get turkey with your family instead of the stadium, make sure you sell them through Epic Yeah, there you go. Everybody, EpicSeats.com. Nobody beats EpicSeats.com. <laughs> yeah, special Thanksgiving Day game, everybody. If you want the tickets, join the contest. And Lofa, I mean, we talk a lot of football on here. we got to talk acting here for a second, buddy. You are killing it with these clips and putting in some work. That after strike is over, you're like, watch this. I'm going to try to get in that union. It's awesome. Pick me, pick me. I love it. It's just fun. It, it's it's nerve-wracking coming up with the uh, scenes. Because yeah. um, I always lean towards, you know, uh, fun. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I love comedy, but um, yeah, that was my first uh, dipping my toe into the drama serious, even though it was kind of, a I love it. you guys, you guys, yeah. when we first started this show and we got the, the Epic seat sponsor and they said, Hey, you guys can give away tickets. We thought, okay, great. We'll just, you know, have a little contest here. Just say, Hey, email us if you want some tickets. Lofa goes, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll say a movie quote. People can guess the movie quote. Okay, fine. Smash cut. A couple of years later, he's throwing on wigs and costumes and, setting up lights in his house you guys gotta see these little clips whoa, whoa. there was no light oh, set up director he's got cinematographer he like... he's... <laughs> i'm the director yeah actor no no that's not what i heard, I heard no. you got makeup Shout people out. coming i heard you got all of it <laughs> <laughs> i don't do makeup all right uh but no my son kai tatupu he helped me he has this little program he has like three screens he's a big gamer i was like yo I'm trying to piece these fucking things together. Like, how do you do it? And he was like, oh, just send them to me. I sent it to him literally like seven minutes. He's like, is that good? And I was like, it's the fucking best thing I've ever oh, seen. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wait, does, does he want to do yeah, it on a podcast? We got, yeah, he's we got some things we, he can do around here. So he'll be filming my next two. All right. I got one in mind that is going to be awesome. I'm going to I'm gonna try to really go all out for that. For that one, I might even hire a production crew. <laughs> But, it doesn't uh, sound like you need one. You got but one. then I'm 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 trying to think about the other one. Uh, what's what's challenging because you have to fit them. I'm trying to keep them like 16 seconds or less because that's what like going to catch attention is quick in and out. But but yeah, when we got epic seats, they were generous to give us tickets. I thought I was like, hey, you know, what could be a fun way at least make these people work for these? Absolutely. Tickets. I mean, it's a four, it's a prime time Thanksgiving fucking matchup. Like, come on. You, know, you you better at least know this. I love it. I love it, man. And the comment sections pop off over there. I think the one on Instagram is already up over 100 uh, people joining the contest and stuff like that. So we love you guys out there. It's like 300. And the engagement yeah. the engagement's yeah. awesome. The audience over here at Take 12 is just growing and growing. We love you guys for that. This is where I'd normally hit my ending theme song, but Katie has her hand in the air. Go ahead, Katie. Lofa, did you, do you, ha- did you have that wig already? No, I borrowed it. Shout out to Hot Carl, one of my basketball buddies. Uh, I saw him dressed as Joe Dirt, so I was going to do the firecracker scene. Who screw-do's, who screw-don'ts. Uh, but then I was like, you know, I got to reach back. This is, a, this is an epic game, epic seats. So go, you know, I dug into the archive. Actually, you know what? I just asked fucking Google. I was like, yo, movies with mullets. And, you know, the, I don't want to say the name because the, the contest is still going. But I, I saw my guy Kurt Russell rocking that that hair, and I was like, oh, this can kind of be Kurt Russell. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. I love it. Oh, my God, you guys. Get out there. Enter the contest. Join 
join in the fun over here at Take 12. If you want to send us an email, you can do that too. It's SeahawksPod at gmail.com. There's also the score prediction challenge. We do that each and every game, whether it's a home game or an away game. And that is brought to you by our friends at Simply Seattle. It's a collab with them. So find the score prediction post and predict the score. And you can win a gift card to Simply Seattle, which that pot is growing. I believe it's up to $100. They produce your candy? Yeah. No, nobody yep. said 16 to 17. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and most of our oh, listeners nice. predict Seahawk wins. So when it's a Seahawk loss, it makes it a lot easier to comb through the predictions over there. <laughs> uh, that's it for us though today, everybody. We're, we're out of time and I'm assuming the theme song's going and so I'm wrapping it up. Lofa, any more quick thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, what's your score prediction? Oh, okay. Uh, well, oh boy. Okay, well, this worked at the beginning of the season, everybody. This worked at the beginning of the season, so it's it, it, you have to take it for what it's worth. Oh. And take it with a little of that grain of salt and a little bit of that tongue-in-cheek. I, I'm going to have to go back to it here. I, the Seahawks, right now, my confidence level in the Seahawks is, is pretty low. I'm sorry. It just is. That's how it goes. I'm being honest. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take... Well, I'm, I'm going to take the Seahawks. You know what I mean. But officially here on the show... I'm going to give this one to the Niners uh, 13 and the Seahawks 12. It's an appropriate number for us. And I can't give them too many more points than us. So there you go. They they get a lucky 13 and we get a very lucky 12 on Thursday night. Lopa, how do you see it shaping up? I am going Hawks 19, Niners 16. Nice. Yes. That's a Seahawks score. I don't know how either is going to get to those numbers. Yeah, there Dude, it is. that is a primetime Seahawks score right there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we hope you guys enjoy it. Enjoy your families. Uh, deep breaths, everybody. If, 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 you know, you have one of those dramatic Thanksgivings, just deep breaths. Don't worry. You'll get through it. It's only one day. Have some dark meat and some stuffing and, uh, you know, <laughs> watch some football. Uh, for Lofa and Katie, I'm Brett. That's the Take 12 Podcast. Hands in the middle, everybody. Let's break it down. Lofa, don't send it back my way. It's your turn. Katie? <laughs> Charbonnet. I like it. Charbonnet? I like it. Okay. All right. Get it, Katie. Uh, thanks, everybody. You make sure you get your gravy. Make sure you got your potatoes all ready to go. All right. We got a turkey of a game. We got a great team here. Turkey, Charbonnet. Charbonnet's going to get us through. He's going to find the way. Charbonnet is the way. Charbonnet on me. One, two, three. Charbonnet. 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 I like that. Hell yeah. <laughs> that, could go, that could go great with our Bobo Mojo shirt. Hey. It landed today, everybody. Sorry, I know the show's over, but hopefully they get this in. Pretty sick. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.